So, welcome to our very first mini-sode um, of our podcast. We thought this would just be a fun way to talk about our literary lives outside of the 1001 books because we just don't get enough of that in the little blurbs during our yeah. series. So, we're recording this like mid-December, but we're going to talk about our you know best books that we read in 2017. Not just books that came out this year, but books that came across our path this year outside of the ones we read for the podcast. Yes. And I think that uh, I read a lot of books this year. And as we were looking through our list of books we've read, I do mine on Goodreads. Nicole does hers in a notebook. We noticed that uh, there were books that we didn't even remember reading. Yeah, which usually <gasps> writing them down in the notebook and I have like a star, like how much I liked it system, you know, so I can for recommendations and looking at more books by that author. And uh, um, it's rare for it not to trigger anything, especially a book. I was like, this is good. Let me put a star next to it. Whoosh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um and so, so we, we broke up into our some categories for books from this year. So let's start with the best nonfiction books we read this year. All right. Well, mine was, I'm a little late on the bandwagon with a few of these, but my best nonfiction book was Boys in the Boat. So good. By Daniel James Brown. And I had actually, I listened to this book on Book on Tape, which the narrator was, um... Mr. Gilmore from Gilmore Girls. What is his name? Oh, the actor the one who, who passed died. away. Yeah. Oh, God, it made it so good. He yeah. just has this warm, fuzzy voice. Yeah. I loved it. Um, so that was really great, and I just thought it was a fun story. I'm all yeah. about, not about sports, but sports stories. Yeah, teams, you know, heart, the heart. Yeah, those sports movies, I'm for sure. And we're from, we live in Seattle, and, and it's yeah. about the Seattle team going to the So, like, Olympics, we drive the over Seattle. the Mont Lake Cut. Like. Yeah, and we've, like, seen where, like, the current te- like current teams, you know, like, spray paint on the side of the, like, the cement walls on the side of the, like, passage. Yeah. And so it was really cool. Um, have I told the story in the podcast about after I read that, I wanted to read more books by that author, and I read the book about um, the uh, – no, um, you told me and how terrible it was, and it's still <laughs> I want to read it, which I know. So I was I finished Boys in the Boat. I read it, I think last year, and I was like, this is amazing. It's hard for me to find nonfiction authors that I like. What else has he written? And he had written a book about the Donner Party, which you know I learned about in school, and of course I was like, well, uh, yeah, I can read it. And then and then I read the whole thing, because, and it was horrifying it gave me nightmares <laughs> it gave me real, no, really, daughter party I, mean, I knew that it was going to be about cannibalism <laughs> and I had learned about it before in school but it was it was so graphic and it was because it was he would kind of switch just like in boys and the boy he'd tell some of it more like it was a novel and then you know like, and oh it was horrifying and so much so that like then after I'd finished reading it I got another book out of the library that I had been waiting for for a long time I don't remember what it was called but it was about like a guy and Re- recently who would like come across the United States in a covered wagon like you know like and I knew couldn't like, read and it and I couldn't read it because pioneers were making me feel so sick <laughs> but Boys in the Boat was great <laughs> so I can't yours? read books about the Donner Party that's from what um, is your nonfiction book my, I just read this really recently as a collection of essays called Nasty Women Feminism Resistance and Revolution in Trump's America and it was a series of essays by you know, published like feminist writers, different like women leaders. And uh, I think I got it because there was an essay in there by Cheryl Strayed who wrote Mm -hmm. Wild and I really love her. And, um, and this, I like, I finished reading this book at the library and then I immediately went online and I bought five copies for like every woman in my family and one for me to keep to loan out to people because I was so powerful. Uh, And some of the essays like, and there was, 
really diverse perspectives and some of them were made me feel really like rallying cry yeah the Mm -hmm. resistance and some of them made me really think and felt really heavy and hard to like process and think about privilege and stuff and it was so powerful you can borrow one of my copies that's what Uh, I was gonna ask (laughs) it's really good I found it like like I'd like lean towards like life changing, like one of the best things I've ever read. Nice. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so we're, we've already, I'm sure, said on the podcast that we're very left leaning. So that is definitely out at us. Um, I mean, even if we weren't living in our state, I feel as though our state is m- at least more this, the west side of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think like, and a lot of the essays, you know, most of them tried to end on some sort of positive note about how you know, like love can triumph over all if we really listen to each other. And so that's what I'm about. But yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so our second category is a little more light, but interestingly, neither of the books in it We are picked light. really serious books. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it is the best of YA. Mm-hmm. And so, Nicole, why don't you go first? Which one okay. did you choose in this? So I chose The Hate You Give by Angie Tom, I think it is. And this is, it's really amazing YA novel that came out this year. It's like won awards. It's being made into a movie. And it's about, uh, and I think I talked about it on the podcast when I was reading it, but it's about a young African-American girl who like lives in a poor neighborhood in kind of like a inner city, some, in some city in America. But she goes to a really rich, um, private, mostly white high school and then when she's like during break like Christmas break she's with an old friend of hers from the neighborhood and he gets shot by a white police officer and then it's about how she deals with that and how the react the reactions of people in her neighborhood and then in her like white mostly white school and it's so powerful and it's so current and I feel like everyone needs to read it no matter what they think about police brutality because it'll make you think and Um, I haven't read it I gave it to my teenage cousin my copy I had bought that I hadn't read yet and it has not come back to me. Yeah, so I highly recommend it. That That is one of, yeah, the really great YA book. And I read a lot of YA this year, a lot of really good YA fantasy. Mm-hmm. But this book, I I had to pick it as the best one because I think it's it's like a book that's like, this is important. This I would put this book on the list. Yeah. And it just came out this year, but I think it's going to stand the test of time. Yeah. Mine is not, not a super powerful, like, book that changed my life, but... It's um, called 180 Seconds, and it's by Jessica Park, and I love this author. I'm trash for this author. She has problematic things in her stories, and I'm just like, meh, I just really like you. <laughs> I mean, nothing that crosses the line, but um, so it's, uh, it's essentially a YA romance, but what I like about hers is usually it's with characters that are flawed, like they're not, mm-hmm. it's not perfect boy meets perfect girl and life is perfect because that's not reality yeah. uh and so uh this book is really good and it's about two pretty damaged characters and kind of how they figure out how to be together and i just she just makes me sob hysterically in fact i was reading this book recently uh i was reading it at my boyfriend's house and he before we lived together like you lived together (laughs) no before we lived together we moved in together a few months ago but this was before and he had never seen me like fall apart reading a book before and i was staying the night and i was like i came over to hang out with you but i have to finish this book (laughs) and i'm just gonna sit here and cry for three hours so i'm really sorry and like he looked at me and just thought I was joking. And then, like, 20 minutes later when I was sobbing, he was like, why are you still reading that? 
And I literally was like, you can go to bed. I have to finish this book. And he was like, you're hysterical. <laughs> and I was, I know, but I have yeah. to finish this book. Yeah. And, and, and he didn't run away. And that's why you're still together. Because that's, that's an I important, here now. that's an important stage in, in relationships for you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, this author, I don't know why, not, yeah. not really like great literature, but something yeah. about her writing hits me. Yeah. Can I take us on a short tan- tangent of about course. YA books? Okay, so I was recently, like, ha- home with the flu, and I was, like, in front of the TV. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Thank you for laughing at my suffering. Thankfully, I got a flu shot, and someone else at my work I got who I got it from was so much sicker than me. Oh. And so, get your flu shot. It really makes a difference. Did it, Jack. <laughs> um, but the... And so, I was out in front of the TV for a few days, and I watched that Netflix show, Friends from College. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All the way through, which and it kind of sucked. I feel like if I hadn't been sick, I wouldn't have watched it because I it was not. Great. I didn't really like it, but I was just you know I was kind of like zoned out. But in one of the characters in that show is like an author, and he's written a bunch of like critically acclaimed novels, and he just wants to write something that will make money. And his publisher, who's like his friend in the like friend group, mm-hmm. um, tells him to write a YA novel, and then across the season, they're like working on ideas for a, y- a fantasy YA novel that could be like a franchise and be made into movies and have merchandise and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, and but the author at first he really resists writing the YA novel because he's like has a whole like thing about how YA novels is like destroy are destroy like <laughs> the symptom of everything that's wrong in society and that they're like allowing adults to stay children and like infantilizing us and we never think about deep things and it made me really annoyed because I mean some way I definitely don't like I feel too old for mm-hmm. not into it but I think most of the way I read is fantasy or like sci-fi mostly fantasy and and I think I what I like about it is that like it has such good world building that you just rarely see in adult fiction because yeah. they don't take it seriously enough and there's something about like youthful enthusiasm that really takes it serious and then later in the show another character is talking about how he likes YA because you always it's like intense but you always know it's going to work out in the end and then I thought maybe that's why I like it because the world is dark and sometimes I need to read books that are an escape you know yeah yeah I don't know I love YA but I don't think it's the symptom of everything that's wrong with society I think that's a bit too strong I think that's a bit too strong (laughs) I think uh, there are plenty of other symptoms yeah. of society <laughs> that we will not go into on here but <clears throat> yeah but the, listen to our first books but in general they're not books <laughs> books books are usually a kind that we're doing okay <laughs> books people um, people problem books yeah. not um, okay. the third category with off of the tangent that we identify is best series so this could be a book where you read the whole season this year or you read a, a section a book out of the series this year when it came out what did you what did you say Chels? um I said The Giver by Lewis, Lois Lowry. I had, or Lowry, wow, Lowry. Lowry. I, um, I had read The Giver before, but I had never read the actual rest of the series. And I've heard really mixed things about it, but I actually really enjoyed them all. Oh, um, I thought that they were really good. I really liked Gathering Blue, which was the second one. And really? Messenger was the. Th- have you read Gathering Blue? So I last year I did this the same thing where I was like I want to reread The Giver and I re- I think because of, it was dystopian and I uh-huh. was feeling you know for a variety of reasons like I needed to read about dystopian and uh, and I reread The Giver and I was like oh this is so good still and so and I learned that it was a series which I never knew uh-huh. and I read the second one I don't remember anything about it but I was not compelled to read the rest. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and Messenger is good too. Well, we don't have to do it in twenty eighteen. And the last one, Sun. The last one, Sun, isn't super. It's not super strong, but I thought it. 
I liked the way the story was tied together. Is Lois Lowry the one who wrote Number of the Stars? Yes. So so she's a goddess. Let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the main So star. I really enjoyed yeah. it. And it was just, it was a nice, I mean, they're dystopian, so they're not super light. But it was nice. It was easy. They were quick reads. I just had a really f- lot of fun reading them. Yeah. Um, my favorite series, I was looking at my list. I read like the last book in a, or the most recent book and a lot of series that I love this year. I read the, the Co- Core of Mist and Fear or the Court of Wings and Fury, which is the last um, by Sarah J. Moss, which is like love that series. I read the most recent Throne of Glass book by her, which mm-hmm. I loved. I read the last um, A Darker Shade of Magic book, which I loved. But um, we talked about most of those on the podcast yeah. before. And so look, I also, this year I read all the books that are out in a series called, the first book is called Dorothy Must Die by Danielle Page. And this is like a take on Wizard of Oz. I don't, I think I must've got it on a like, here's other fantasy series type list, you know? And, um, and I really like, it's just really fun. And it's about a girl from modern day, real Kansas who gets taken to Oz and how it's all darker than mm-hmm. you thought. And that Dorothy's actually like a dictator in Oz. It's really good. And I read all the books that are out. And then the next book is like, has been published, but our, the Seattle library doesn't have it. And then I like hit a wall and I haven't yet tracked it down or bought oh, okay. it or like gotten an ebook or whatever. But, um, it's just like really fun. Just like super yeah. fun, like adventure novels. And sometimes those are just so great. Yeah. So next we have the book you couldn't stop thinking about. So yeah, in my mind, this is like, it might not be the best book you read this year, but it really stuck with you for one reason. Yeah. Or another. So yeah, what's yours? Um, mine is called It Ends With Us. It is by Colleen Hoover. And I don't know if any of you listeners know, but Colleen Hoover is a pretty, pretty standard YA author. Like, boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl. There's obviously something going on. A lot of her stories are pretty problematic in the way their relationship develops. But I loved this book. It was totally different than what she's written before. So basically, it's about an abusive relationship. But you meet the couple when they first meet, and it's about how abuse builds on itself. So, like, you spend the first 50 pages falling in love with this couple, and then there's an incident where he, like, is verbally aggressive, and she stands up for herself the first time. But then the next time he's physically... And it's, like, it really shows how a, a relationship of abuse... I felt it was very realistic. Yeah. And, like... You hated this girl at parts of it because you're like, why are you not saving yourself? Why are you not saving yourself? And they, I'm going to give spoilers. Sorry. Stop listening if you want to read it. Um, They end up having a child together. And why are you not saving yourself and your child? Why are you doing all this? And it's just, it. but it also at the same time, you're like, this is really what it probably is like. She's not saving yeah. herself because she doesn't know how. Yeah. And so, and then wow. it was, it was really good. And I just kept thinking about it and I didn't, the ending wasn't perfect it was it was a little bit less than what I would have hoped for but I really gave me some perspective on kind of the way abuse can build um in a way that felt really accessible and I really enjoyed thinking about that novel after I read it that yeah that sounds really good I also enjoyed that when we were like playing this episode you told me you know when you have a complicated relationship with an author about this author <laughs> I do I have a complicated I hate pretty much all of her books but I like this but you've one read them you continue to read them no I've only read two of oh, her really okay. girly books okay and then I read this one and I've read her most recent one which again I kind of hated but I kind of liked I have a complicated relationship <laughs> 
We're not defining it. We're just, we're not sure. It's undefined. (laughs) No Facebook status. Um, my, the book I couldn't stop thinking about is probably the most like stereotypically chick lit book that I read this year. And I don't know why it stuck with me. It wasn't like, it didn't change my life. It was not super deep, but it's called On the Island by Tracy Gaines Grave. And it's about two people who get stranded on a, on a tropical island together. Um, like a teacher, a teacher who's like in her early 20s and a student who when they first get to the island, is, I think it's 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And then they're stuck there. And I think, honestly, this is a little bit embarrassing, but I feel like it's like that like, fantasy of like what would you do I feel like that's something I think about Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes and then this book was like this is exactly how I would think about it like this is the perfect version of that fantasy or that like that often retold story of being stranded like it's the perfect version of that for me I've read this book they're there for years yeah and it's it's not just like one year yeah and there's like a I just feel like if there's like a it's realistic about what it would be like there's a love story that is realistic I feel Mm -hmm. like I don't know I just like I just often find myself thinking about it, even though it was just kind of a life fluffy thing that and I read. And it was interesting because it's not a love story no. that you would root for. No. In real life, because it's a teacher. I mean, she had just met him on the plane. It's a complicated situation, but like they're on this island for four years. And if you were on an island yeah. for that long with one other person and you thought you were going to die on this island and you saw each other starting to waste away, what would you do? Yeah. And I it's think crazy. And they, and you like took care of each other and you were the reason that each other survived. You There's know? a like, short story happen. that follows it. It's not good. Don't read it. Oh, oh no. I, yeah, I can't have it ruined. I can't have it ruined. Don't I read it. Ruin I read the it. Fantasy. I, it might be, it might actually be a novel, but it was pretty short and I read it and I was like, nope. No. Nope. Yeah, I haven't picked up any other books by the author because I'm just like, I think this one might have been a fluke <laughs> because I just, it's not, I do not read chick lick books yeah. hardly ever. And so, okay, so we're going to, we're going to, we have two more categories. And so we're going to, we're going to go with what's the worst book you read this yes. year? That, and Chelsea, are you the kind of person who will finish a book even if you don't like it? 95% of the time, yes. I would say I usually don't like if and but it's rare like I like because I like almost everything mm-hmm. but if because I'll either it'll be interesting it'll be what I love or it'll be and like a challenging it, so and you're I probably gonna it. Like yeah it. um I mean except for some of the books you read for the podcast some of those I probably would have quit under other circumstances but caravans right um but I would have like usually within 50 pages if I'm not in I will quit but it's a pretty yeah. rare thing um but these are books that we finished that we didn't like when we finished yes. um, so you can go first okay, on this so round. mine is Never Let Me Go um, by Kazuo Ishiguro, which I'm probably mispronouncing. This is a book that I read like over a weekend, and it's like a weird sci-fi, like dystopian thing. But and I was just like, oh, I like dystopian novels. But I just was just like, nope, I don't, I don't get it. I don't think it's a. It doesn't strike true for me about what dystopian really is about. I don't. I didn't like the characters. I didn't think they had a lot of depth. And it, like this is this is like a popular book. It's going to be made into a movie this year mm-hmm. or next twenty eighteen. And so, but I was just like, not for me. And it's not interesting because we usually have pretty similar tastes. And I, I mean, I didn't love this book, but I decently liked this book when I read it a few years ago. So mm. I think it's interesting. I um, I would say though, it doesn't follow the classic dystopian where there's hope. Yeah. There's very little hope there's in no this hope, novel, which I really need hope in a yeah. in a book for sure. So. Yeah, so that might, that might be yeah. what it is, is that, like, if there's no, in general, if there's no hope in any book, or, like, I don't like books about, like, really messy families that just hate each other yeah. and never resolve, I can't read those. Like, they really upset me, and so I have to have a resolve. And 
yeah, yeah, that's 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 hundred percent why I didn't like it. Yeah. Thanks for summing that up. <laughs> so mine that I didn't like is uh, another YA. Um, at least I'm on brand here. <laughs> um, it is called uh, Ro- Royce Rolls. It's by Margaret Stahl, and I read it because when I was younger, I used to love like books that were like someone was on a reality TV show or they did this thing or kind of because I think that they're so ridiculous and funny, but Mm. I found nothing funny and nothing ridiculous in this novel. I just thought it was so dumb and Mm. it was wildly popular on book YouTube. Like Mm. so many people were talking about it saying it was so good and so interesting and I hated it. Do you think you're just like too old for it? I think I was too old for it, but I also think it wasn't well done. Yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, that's the other thing about Never Let Me Go is that I was like, this could have, been, this could have been, I would have liked this if it was better written, like yeah. if it was written a little bit differently, like it wasn't the best of its form in a yes. story that we've heard before. I mean, because yeah. I can read a lot of really stupid novels and like them. Yeah. I'm pretty easy to please. I don't often give two stars on Goodreads or one star on Goodreads, and I gave this two stars and that was being generous. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh. Okay, before we say our last category, Chelsea, how many books, well, we're a, little, we're a few weeks away, so we'll probably read a few more before the end of the year, but how many books have you read in 2017 so far? I have read 90 books in 2017 so far, and I'm hoping, my goal was 100, but um, I don't know if our current episode will be released, but I was in a car accident and I had a concussion and I couldn't read for six weeks, so I got a little off track, yeah. um, but I'm thinking I'll probably be at 93, 94 books yeah. um, by the end of the year. I'm going to try for 95 but we'll see. Yeah, and you count rereads in your list. So I that, do count. So rereads we have a different in measuring system in our reading. But I did only reread like five or six books yeah. this year. Yeah, I read I read sixty three so far, and if I counted my like reread of Harry Potter and Throne of Glass, that would put me at like. 75 yeah. which is which is that's a pretty like I feel like that's my average like if I'm not thinking about it, I'm not trying to hit a high number I will read 75 novels every yeah time. I usually <laughs> I'm somewhere in between 75 and 100 yeah every I, don't, I, I think my yeah I think my highest ever is in the 80s but yeah. okay drum roll our last category <laughs> is um best like fiction best adult fiction that we read this year and I've changed my mind since we wrote our list okay well I'll go first then. <laughs> so I've talked about this book on the podcast before but I think my overall favorite book this year was Uprooted by Naomi Novik, oh, so which is something much. you recommended to me, Chelsea. And uh, it's fantasy, and it's I just I wish to death that it was a series because I would read it so much. I, I want more. I want more of so like these bad. characters' story. But this is another one. It really stuck with me. I really think about it. Like I just felt like it was it was a really great fairy tale fantasy like but like not a story that you've heard before. Like it was mm-hmm. a completely unique, which is so hard to find. I feel like in that um, realm of, mm-hmm. of books. Uh, so good. Loved it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I originally, when we built our list 20 minutes ago, said Ready Player One by which Ernest Which is an Pine, amazing which book. Which is an amazing book. But I think Handmaid's Tale was my favorite this year. Oh, also good. Heard that, yeah. Um, I've never read a Margaret Atwood book before this year. I don't know why in my head. I think I related Margaret Atwood to Anne Rand. Oh, totally different. I I don't know why. I haven't read any Anne Rand, but I, I know it's have way more not, like but philosophical. I've no, yeah. yeah, in my head they were. I don't know why. I don't know, but I loved Handmaid's Tale, and I read it um, prior to the series coming out. I haven't even watched the series actually yet, uh, though I love Alexis Bedell. Who but 
Yeah, true. <laughs> I loved Handmaid's Tale. That's the second Gilmore Girls reference in this episode. <laughs> well, no, you know a little bit more about me. <gasps> Sorry. In a previous episode, we talked about some shipping things, and I just realized, because we sometimes double record our episodes, and I realized that there was a ship in my life that I did not mention, and I, I'm pretty sad about it now. Yeah, and this one's definitely going to come up before that one, so yeah, have to hold it in. Yeah, I, I will hold it in, <laughs> and in future, I will tell you my Gilmore Girls ship, because it's vital yeah, to Because we were only thinking about books. <laughs> um, so I just, I really liked this story. That was a total side rant, but I really liked this story. I thought it was really well done dystopian. I thought it was really interesting and really intricately done, but I never felt bored. I never felt mm-hmm. lost in it. Um, and it really made me want to read some more Margaret Atwood, but I'm holding off because I know there's some on the list. Yeah, but who knows when it's going to come on. I know. It's, 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 is, it's, is Handmaid's Tale on the list? I feel like it should be. It definitely, it, it's it, on my list. It should be a book that you should yeah. read before you die. I think it is on one of the versions, but I don't know if it got taken off when they added more diversity and in international books. books. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I know there is Margaret Atwood. That, on that the means list. that they saved other Margaret Atwood books. How good must those be? I haven't. Yeah. I read the Handmaid's Tale like in high school. It's been a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. So that was my best book of 2017. All right, so that's our 2017 book year of books in review. We want to hear from you about your favorite books that you read in 2017. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at, at 1001BooksPod, or email us at 1001BooksPodcast at gmail.com. You could also let us know what kind of things you would like in a mini episode. I imagine we'd probably do one every three or four months. Just yeah. kind of filling you in. Yeah, a few friends of ours want to guess, but they want to be on a mini so because they don't want to read any of the books, which I don't know if we should allow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm thinking that there should definitely be a Harry Potter mini Yeah, that's going to happen for uh, sure. And... Yeah. Probably another one about our year in review each year because we got about 20 more years of reading his book. Yeah, like 40 years. I think, didn't we do the math and it was 40 years? So. Just, I'm telling myself it's 20. <laughs> Let me tell this little white lie to myself. Okay, that's fine. You know, I'm sure things will come up, but we're, we're going to get through it. We're going to read the thousand and one. We're, we've read seven so far. Yes. So we hope you come back and listen to us again. It has been so much fun. Yes. All right. We'll see you in 2018. Yeah, cheers to 2018.